Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the single week happening the weekend of January 26th to the 28th, 2024. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Uh, for me, this is my last week of fine employment with my new job starting on Monday, which is pretty exciting. Um, it also was my wife's birthday, which means why this episode is a bit of a day late. Uh, apologies for that. As far as movies go, you know, I'm making progress on the Oscars death race. I uh, was able to watch the German international film Teacher's Lounge, as well as the hard-to-find animated film Robot Dreams at a local film festival. Also, just watch Naya for my episode coming out uh, either today or tomorrow about the Above the Line nominees. Um, I also still need to watch Weston, which is on Netflix, as well as the other um, the other sword films on there as well. Um, also, you know, was able to catch a couple of films at out of Sundance this past weekend, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, I did some reviews for my friend Dakota side Condra Zoom Pod, which I don't know when those will be up. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I don't have any news this episode about the Sundance acquisitions going out there, um, but. One I will mention I just saw before hitting record was that the film Didi, uh, which is uh, won the U.S. Audience Award and is by director San Wang, who has a Oscar nominated for documentary sort, uh, just got picked up by Focus Features, actually. So that might actually be uh, in contention later in the year, at, at the very least, I think, for Joan Chen for supporting actress. But that's neither here nor there. We still have this year's Oscars to get through. That all being said, you know, as far as this week's box office releases, there wasn't much in terms of that. Um, mostly it was actually seeing some a bit of an Oscar nomination bump for some of the best picture contenders. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, first off, the top five, all pretty much the same as last weekend. Uh, first place, Mean Girls was able to hold off the beekeeper. Third week in a row, a total of 300, uh, by about 300,000 or so, made 6.9 million for the weekend. 41% drop in 3,544 theaters per theater. The average was 1948. Uh, domestic total to date is $60 million, and global take is $83 million. As we know, the B Cooper's second again, making $6.6 million in 3,337 theaters, actually going up seven theaters while Mean Girls lost about 280. Uh, only about a 22% drop week over week, um, as opposed to Mean Girls' 41% drop, and the per theater average still over $2,000. A domestic total is only about $41 million, but it has an $85 million take worldwide, just ahead of Mean Girls. And I'm pretty sure that number is missing some international markets as well. I saw some numbers saying it might be as high as $100 million at this point. Third place went to Wonka, week 7, 5.6 billion total in 3,014 theaters, 14% drop and a per theater average of 1879. Domestic total is 194 million with 552 million dollars worldwide. Fourth place once again went to Mike Grayson with a 4.8 million total, which is a 10% drop from last weekend, 2,970 theaters, 1659 per theater average. And notably, for my predictions from last year, it actually officially crossed the $100 million mark with $101 million to date domestically, being the 25th film for 2023 to do so. Uh, worldwide, it's made $206 million. Finally, Anyone But You brings in the rear of the top five with an excellent 14% drop in week six. Uh, 4.6 million for the weekend in 2885 theaters, only a drop of 43, as opposed to Mike Grayson, you know, same week losing 124. Um, and then the per theater average of, of uh, 1603. Um, uh, domestic total is $71 million, and worldwide total is $126 million uh, globally. We'll skip the Oscar stuff for a little second, but otherwise, outside the top five, uh, Viva Entertainment brings the Hindi language film, uh, um, on, brings the Indian language film. 
fighter uh, to studio to theaters uh, just in time for the Indian Republic Day holiday weekend. Uh, 662 theaters, 3.6 billion for a 5,000 uh, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $
in in VOD. Uh, didn't really expect it to go that much, but it's still up 538% from last week, mostly from the theory expansion. Uh, domestic total sits at $19.3 million. Uh, Kills of the Flower Moon sold up to, uh, 2,000, uh, 2,900%, uh, adding 924 theaters to get to 941, so basically all of its new theaters. Uh, with a 221 per theater average, just over 200,000 for the weekend domestic take for the Apple film, 67 million. And an international film, but not nominee, but nominated for Best Picture, um, and that may fall, regained 355 theaters to get to 380 for a 514 per theater average and a $195,000 take, up 399% for last week and only $4.1 million to date domestically. Outside of that, there were a couple of limited debuts. Uh, oscilloscopes, sometimes I think about dying, starring Daisley Ridley in two theaters, uh, open to a per theater average of $20,360. Um, animated oil painted film of The Peasants from the team behind Loving Vincent uh, in, opened in one theater here in New York to $13,709 per theater average. And then Janice Films released the Mexican nomin- uh, international submitted film Totem in one theater for a $10,360 per theater average. Overall total box office for this week fell to uh, 57.4 million for this weekend, down 74 million, down from 74 million last week, which is still riding the Avatar and Puss in Boots high. So you know that mostly made up that 60 million dollar difference or so. Uh, this coming weekend, Universal and Apple has another joint release in Argyle, the uh, comedy spy film from uh, Matthew Vaughn. Reportedly, Apple acquired the film for 200 million dollars, though that wasn't its production budget, I believe, uh, just what Apple spent to acquire it. Um, it's expected to open the 20 to 30 million dollars this weekend, though uh, Rotten Tomatoes, of course, have not been kind to it. Uh, the embargo just lifted uh, today. Uh, in addition, Chosen Season 4 debuts in theaters from Phantom Events. $711 million forecasted for the weekend. Uh, and then Lionsgate has a comedy drama about uh, freezing, freezing eggs called Scrambled. Soon do much, maybe, two, maybe topping out about $5 million or so. Anyway, uh, some movie headlines for the weekend before we head out. Uh, we have some big news from Netflix. Uh, their big uh, film chief, Scott Stuber, uh, has is planning on leaving the company uh, after the Academy Awards. Um, that's pretty huge as he's been kind of the driving force of you know their strategy at Netflix um, and and big reason for why they've become a player among traditional studios. Um, you know, might have be something to do with maybe his insistence that hey, we want to you know maybe make build a brand for some of our franchises versus you know, by putting them in theaters versus Let's sending them off to kind of die on streaming and then be forgotten about in like two weeks. Um, who knows? Um, but in any case, they have yet to find a replacement, um, and that should definitely be a key hire for them. Uh, Netflix also announced a deal with WWE uh, for a $5 billion deal over 10 years uh, for uh, WWE Raw starting in 2025. The first time Raw has left linear TV in 31 years and the first time Netflix is moving into the live weekly sports is uh, space, which should be a big deal for them, especially as they are hopefully going to, for them, we're going to probably try to court uh, more uh, long-term engagement, not just the, you know, not just the uh, subscription dollars, but also, you know, kind of like the ongoing engagement. I mean, you know, that's basically $500 million for one year. It's basically what you spend on what? Two Rebel Moons, basically, and you know, 150 hours of content, right? So that's definitely going to be a big gain for Netflix here. Uh, meanwhile, Paramount, you know, as they continue to explore merge and acquisitions uh, options for them, they announced, unfortunately, there will be layoffs coming uh, up, uh, though no numbers have been uh, announced at this point. Um, let's see, moving on, it looks like GFM Animation has acquired the Looney Tunes feature film The Day the Earth Stood Still for a little release later this year instead of WB putting it onto the streaming platform or Cartoon Network. Uh, no news out there in the meantime about the uh, Malaligned uh, Coyote vs. Acme movie. 
also at Warner Brothers, even though he you know has since moved on to Universal for uh, for for Oppenheimer. Uh, Chris Nolan is kind of back uh, in the same vein of Pixar re-releasing their pandemic films in theaters. Nolan is working with Warner Brothers to re-release its, pan- its his pandemic film Tenet. Uh, it, it did of course release in theaters, but of course a lot of people were kind of hesitant about going out there. Um, it's coming back to theaters on February 23rd. Probably won't be a big box office deal, but hey, nice for those who wanted to see it and didn't get the chance to during the pandemic. Uh, over at Universal, they've got a new film added to their release schedule, Monkey Man, which is Dev Patel's directorial debut based on the Indian legend of ha- Hanuman. Uh, it was acquired by Netflix, actually, for $30 million back in about 2021 or so. Uh, but once Jordan Peele was able to you know, get, a, I guess, get an early look at it, he wanted in on it on the big screen and so acquired it from Netflix recently. This actually looks, The trailer looks, actually looks pretty awesome. And while I don't think it'll open to $100 million, I think I'll go ahead and add it to my prediction list that um, given the fairly empty April 5th release date that it's going to be releasing on and the brand name actors and production company behind it and also just the tendency of Indian films to do pretty well per the average wise um, I think it could actually push it uh, push it uh, into the 100 million dollars range for its total lifetime run domestically and moving to some international news to round it out, uh, the newest Gundam Seed movie, which Freedom movie, which was apparently announced 18 years ago, um, had, li- had a limited release in Japan, 352 theaters for 7.2 million US for the weekend, coming in at number one for the Japanese box office and also the best Gundam film opening to date. Um, also out of Japan, apparently Oppenheimer will finally have a release date in Japan of March 29th or so. Uh, anyway, this coming weekend, like I mentioned, we'll look at Argyle. Um, I will have my new job next week, so we'll see whether or not I'm able to keep up the same release schedule. Hopefully so. I really like uh, being back in the groove of things here. Um, and then, you know, if there's time, you know, I'll maybe try to put together a list of all the acquisitions coming out uh, of Sundance. I think, you know, that's obviously going to be pretty interesting to, to look at. Uh, but with that, I think that's a wrap for this episode. You know, can you give me ideas for what else I should cover via email at boxofficewatchpodcast at zml.com or on Twitter at BOWatchPodcast. Uh, so it's on Spotify iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe or leave a review or at the very least tell a friend any of that helps. Links to all that will be in our show notes. Numbers in the show come from dnumbers.com. Intro and outro music come from Kevin MacLeod. His top is at incompetent.fumus.io. Editing production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch. And remember, our watch goes on. Mm-hmm.